Hello everyone, welcome to episode 1014 of Cold Wave Soundcheck. I'm Aaron Powell. Cold Waves 10 is the biggest show yet, taking place September 22nd through the 25th at Metro, Smart Bar, Riviera Theater, and La Nocturne. Cold Waves is a celebration of Chicago's relationship with industrial music, the memory of a fallen brother, and a fundraiser for Darkest Before Dawn, a nonprofit providing resources and support for workers in the nightlife industry. For more information, including the full lineup and ticket links, head to coldwaves.net. This week, we are chatting with Saturday Metro performer Rain. This is Rain.
I was introduced to craft work when I was 14 years old. And uh, yeah, it was my dad who could go. So I got a ticket to go see craft work here in Stockholm. And that blew me away, actually, that much that I started to create electronic music. And my dad, he introduced me to the software uh, program called Reason. Yeah, from there, I started to do, uh, like, creating electronic music and, you know, doing some songwriting uh, for myself in my <laughs> little girl room without anyone knowing. And it wasn't until I was, like, 25 years old, I got the courage to put out some demos on SoundCloud. And that's how I got discovered. What year did you start putting up the demos on SoundCloud? When I was 25, it was 2015. It wasn't long after you started putting the demos up on SoundCloud that you put out your first EP in 2016. Yeah, exactly. It was just, it just took one year there. So it got more recognition than I thought it would get. I mean, there was media talking about me. Uh, I even had one song, like There's No Authority But Yourself. That song was played on the radio, in, in Swedish radio, which was crazy to me. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it just blew up. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> To me, it's so interesting now how easy it is for everyone to put up their music once they're ready, but how difficult it is for it to catch on because there's so much out there. Yeah. Were you sort of doing your own marketing? Were you sending it out to places? Were you just sending links to people or did it just sort of like organically, did, did people find it? Well, at first it was organically. And after that, I, I mean, I did a Facebook page. And I was sharing it with my friends and they started to share it. And, you know, and it got a lot of like sharings and likes and comments. And I was totally blown away by that. And then maybe I think it was some months later after that, I got in contact with a manager and he was introducing me to a label called Playground Music. Uh, which is Sweden's one of Sweden's biggest independent record company. And I got signed there. So, I mean, everything went pretty fast. <laughs> um, yeah, it was hard to catch up. You know, it was, everything was going really fast back then. I mean, festivals wanted to book me and uh, all of a sudden I was standing and playing live at uh, one of Sweden's biggest uh, festivals. And I was like having only like 20 minutes on stage uh, <laughs> because I didn't have that much material yet, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so yeah, so that that's how uh, my journey uh, began. Yeah, it's, it's always interesting when you see an act and they only have one album out and they, it seems like they either just play the whole album beginning to end or they sort of play it like it's on shuffle and it's still the whole album, but it's in a different order. And then, you know, years later, then, then they have a lot more to choose from. And then 
then it's just a matter of, oh, are they going to play that song? Or no, they don't like playing that one because it's old and they're tired of it. So, yeah. I mean, now it seems like you, you've been putting out stuff long enough now that you can kind of pick and choose what, what you like to play or if you've grown tired of something. I mean, I didn't release my full album until 2020. So, I mean, before that, it was only EPs and singles. I just want to say one of my favorite song titles that I've seen the last few years is I don't get anything but shit from you. Oh, no, really? <laughs> Even before you listen to that song, I think you can get the, the vibe of the song from that. <laughs> oh, please. Oh, my God. That's such an old song. I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed about that song. <laughs> it's too simple, <laughs> I think. I think it's funny and it's relatable. Uh, I also like, you know, with, with the name Rain, that you could do a lot of things with that, especially with the reincarnated. Is that sort of, I, I noticed that you um, you put that out on your your own label, yes, after you were using the, the other labels until 2019? Yeah, I started to break free from my uh, label, uh, Playroom Music. The thing was, I wasn't happy there. They will keep on pre- pre- pressuring me that I should do a hit. And the thing is, you, you cannot tell an artist that you have to write a hit. It's uh, impossible. <laughs> I was very relieved uh, when I was starting my own label and, you know, putting out my own album out. I mean, doing everything that I wanted to do without anyone telling me what I should do. So. I mean, that was very liberating for me. It was like a fresh start again, you know? So I felt like I was being reborn again, you know? So that's why the name reincarnated. <laughs> I was uh, writing it with a, a producer called Kali Love, and he is usually doing other kinds of music. I mean, he do. He has a group called Off The Meds, and he was like, I, I really want to do EBM music with you, you know? <laughs> and I was like, what, really? <laughs> so, but, but I wanted to do something different. I mean, we, we were a really good team, you know, because we, we liked the same sounds. And uh, I was uh, playing some bass lines to him and, you know, we were in the studio. I mean, this was like my first studio album, actually, where I was sitting in a studio and like playing synths for the first time, you know, with real hardware and playing with software and try to combine those two, try to create our own sound, which was great. So, yeah, we had a lot of fun while making that album. So, but besides being free to have your own musical creativity without a record label telling you what to do. Do you have any desire to, to put out music by other artists under your label? Well, I, I'm kind of trying to start making a name out of myself still. So, I mean, I don't have uh, enough money and uh, time to think about other artists or signing other artists or bands or musicians. So, I mean, for now on, I just have to focus on releasing my own stuff.
So you put out this um, this full proper album in 2020, and that's right around when COVID came and messed everything up. So tell me about how that was to have to, I'm sure you were excited to put this thing out and then everything sort of had to stop. So tell me about the, you know, the frustrating aspects of that. Yeah. First of all, I, I blame myself that I wanted this album to come out way too fast. I mean, I, I mean, I was like, Oh, I had to put this out right now before anybody come with a similar sound or anything or steal my my shit, you know? <laughs> I was like, I had to put it out now because it was I was so, you know, happy with it and I was so proud and satisfied with it. You know, I it took two years for me to do this, you know. It was a lot of hard work, so I mean, it was really good reviews uh, in, in the media here in Sweden, which was great. But I couldn't play live. I couldn't perform live. So it it sucked, really. But in the meantime, while it was COVID and it was locked down, I was starting to think about how can I promote my album from the internet how can i connect with my fans like how can i make them still like feel me and see me you know so then i came up with the idea that i should do a music video 
with uh, the whole album, but some parts of it, you know, and like make it a storyline because Reincarnated has basically a storyline in itself. It's about like finding yourself, basically. I was doing that. And then also I felt like, no, it's not enough. I think I should do more, you know? So I was thinking about doing a live stream. I was doing uh, the mood board from uh, the music video and I wanted to do it live, you know, uh, and, and uh, make it like a music video, but it's live, you know? So, you know, try to build that character from the music video into a live perspective. And we did that, which was great. So I did a live stream concert and that was when uh, it was allowed to have, or was it 500 people or something or, or something like that? I was pretty lucky to have some people <laughs> coming watching it. And then we put it on my YouTube channel. So, you know, as a promotion, you know, so people can see how it is live because it's in a different experience, you know, with all the visuals and everything and see my my expression and everything like making the whole album come to life basically so so i mean i i tried my best to do uh, what i could to uh to still make this album active i'm still working on it you know <laughs> i i previously had um an uh, american tour uh i did a reincarnated american tour so I'm still like promoting the album because it deserves more uh, recognition, you know? More people need to hear it and see it for themselves as well, live, which is great. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about that because, you know, a lot a lot of times at, at Cold Waves, it's, it's the first time people have a chance to see some of these international acts, but you were out with Frontline Assembly and you, you went across the whole country so how, how did that go? It, was that your first time all over the US? Did you have any favorite places? Yeah, that was my first time being in the US actually. <laughs> and it was one of my best uh, life experience ever. I mean, what a journey that was. It was amazing. First of all, the people were so nice and so kind and polite and yeah, I, I was very happy that I could do the tour with Frontline Assembly because they were so humble guys. I mean, they were so nice to me and I I didn't expect that, you know, because some bands can be a little bit, a little divas, you know, <laughs> especially if you are a newcomer and stuff like that. But they they treated me pretty good, which was great. And we had a good time and uh, also, I got a new fan base, which is great, and a lot of love. It feels like a dream, you know? And uh, I really have to, like, stop and think for myself, like, I really have to enjoy this now, you know? <laughs> because you never know when it's over. So, yeah, that was amazing. Can't wait to come back in September. <laughs> When you came through Philadelphia, I think you came down with something. So you, you had that shorter set. So I'm really looking forward to, to getting to see the full proper show in Chicago. 
Oh, you saw me in Philadelphia. Oh, that was when I got COVID. I got really sick. Yes, I, I wasn't sure if it was COVID, but I knew you weren't doing well. And I, I was shocked that you were able, even able to do a couple songs. But so I was like, man, if, if she's this good on COVID, imagine how good she's going to be without COVID. <laughs> yeah. And that time, uh, also, I was only alone on stage and the visuals were my band kind of you know <laughs> so uh but this time i'm gonna bring with me my live drummer so it's gonna be more live bring more live element to it which is great so when you come back in the fall for cold waves are you uh doing any other shows around that or is it just coming out for a one-off yeah we we are actually planning some more shows uh nothing is official yet so i can't speak on it right now but it's going to be official any day now with all of the dates because it looks like we're doing a full tour again in september <laughs> for the whole month a whole month eight shows i'm gonna do but it's not official yet so stay tuned guys <laughs> on my social media yeah what about the new music yeah i'm planning to uh do i mean i'm doing an album right now uh i'm planning to release it in spring 2023 hopefully i'm working on that right now and uh, i'm gonna work with the the producer and dj Digitronic from france he is a super, super talented guy. And yeah, you better check him out. He's awesome. If you like, really like old school electro, if you're into Gesaffelstein or anything like that, you better check him out. He's, he's the best.
On this episode, you heard Reincarnate, Reactivity, and Dystopia. Rain can be found at rainofficial.bandcamp.com. Our opening music is Euthanasia by Acumen Nation. Our closing music is Messiah by Splinter Group. Subscribe to the show on Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us next week as we chat with Rituals. Our closing segment each week is dedicated to the inspiration for Cold Waves, Jamie Duffy. Here is Sean Payne sharing another one of his memories. I remember the first time we really like met Jamie was we were following him around. It was the Acumen Fifth Column era. We followed them for like a week. We weren't even musicians at that point. We were just super fans. My friend locked his keys in his van and Jamie did the old white, you know, the wire coat hanger trick. And it was so cool because it was like, hey, we're here. The guy in the band helping us out at the hotel we randomly ended up staying at that was also like the pick of their, you know, it's probably the the best hotel that, you know, the promoter wanted to get him that night. (laughs) 